Welcome to Take a Walk, a podcast that happens outside, with your host, Vanessa Gritton. Cool, and we're recording. Hey! Hey! Hey, this is going to be a back and forth of Hey's. Hey! Uh, <laughs> podcast. Podcasting! You're listening to Take a Walk. I'm your host, Vanessa Gritton. For some reason, I almost used my legal first name that I never go by. What, uh, J. Dot? J. Dot. J. Dot. My parents named me J. Dot. That'd be a good MC name. No, there's actually a funny story that I'll probably tell as soon as I introduce you about why I go by Vanessa instead of Jennifer. But the person that we're here with right now is host of Bleak and Review Podcast slash my roommate slash lover, Kevin Anderson. Co-host, co-roommate, co-lover. <laughs> Hi! Who else is my lover? <laughs> uh, our guinea pig, of course. Oh, Yeah! That's a weird sun lover that we have. Um, interspecies Oedipus complex. Interspecies Oedipus complex. I don't know. I'm sorry. Oedipus. <laughs> I shouldn't have. I'm tired. Oedipig. I'm tired. It's late. Oedipig complex. Oedipig is better. Uh, <laughs> it is. It is. It, I. We're both kind of loopy right now. That's all right though. Uh, this episode has nothing to do with guinea pigs. Uh, it has more things to do with hot dogs yes. and other late night delicious foods. I'm stupid when it's late. It's 2 a.m. and we're in a Pink's Hot Dogs parking lot, which is the norm for me, Kevin, and any comedian that tend to live as creatures of the night. Yeah. Uh, before we get into it, because I just blue balled all of you with a weird story behind my name, uh, everyone in the world knows me as Vanessa because that's what my mother named me, but my father wrote down my legal first name as Jennifer. Uh, and my mom thought it'd be super funny if she put Vanessa on the birth announcement and only called me Vanessa and got me to crawl to the name Vanessa. Yeah. So I went by that instead. So my legally, my first name is Jennifer, and that sucks because I am not a Jennifer. Uh, but that's why. It's the J dot that's there sometimes. And how many of their relationship problems do your parents blame directly on that conflict? So many. <laughs> so many. It's... Uh, what my dad refu- he refers to my mom as Cachimbona for that and it's just like ballsy strong headed woman Ooh. and yeah like my name is the history of petty Aww. and it starts with my mom and it ends with me <laughs> petty boop over here uh, one of the reasons I chose Kevin for this podcast is because pretty much all of the beginning stages of our relationship since we're both comedians were spent at diners at four in the morning looking at each other and just mouthing the words, I'm tired, Yeah. over and over again. And drunk, for on my part at least. Tired and drunk. Uh, used to be me drunk, me too. Uh, used to be me drunky too? Me drunky too? <laughs> me, not right now. Yeah, no. Which is shocking for what I sound <laughs> like. Yep. Uh, no, comedians tend to be creatures of the night, and there's an entire world in Los Angeles that happens after 2 a.m., and that was one of the things that we kind of wanted to eliminate for people. Yeah. And the one that everybody tends to think of when it comes to late night, and fuck you if it's cliche, but we love it, is Pink's Hot Dogs. Pink's Hot Dogs, which I always call Pink Taco. Why Every do you time, do that? I have no idea. I think, I think I know why, because this place is very famous for having a lot of different uh, quirky items on the menu. And the first There's thing a I, Martha Stewart. Yes. Uh, but the first thing I ever got here was a burrito dog. And it's just two hot dogs inside a burrito with, like, chili cheese inside of it. 
Um, and so I'm now, I just assume that it's a taqueria. That's just what I... Why don't you get a hot dog at a place with hot dogs in the name? I got a hot dog. It was just in a burrito. So... <laughs> How so, did you feel about eating it? Uh, what it did was, it do to your body, Kevin? It was great for about the first third... Because it it's two jumbo-sized hot dogs and then more meat in the form of like chili and beans and like burrito stuff. And, uh, and then we also had fries. So I remember Which loving, are, in my opinion, the best fries in Los Angeles. Yes, they were good fries. They were lost on me, though, because I was so overwhelmed with just... Food? Just, sleep, like, sleep food that I, I feel like I should just go and just get the fries so I can actually enjoy them instead of wanting to shit my brains out the whole time. Well, Which I did the next day. I, well, I mean, that's day. what happens when you eat two hot dogs and... A bean casing. No, a lot of people don't realize that one hot dog is probably enough at Pink's because they actually use a natural. Like they're famous for their, like the hot dog meat part itself, because yes. they use natural casing, which not a lot of places do. So that's why they have that like that crunchy snap to them. Yeah. And they actually get them specialty made just for Pink's. Oh. Uh, it started out as a push cart in yes. 1939, as most delicious things in Los Angeles start. But unfortunately, we don't have like a Pink's version of a fruit guy cart. Yeah. Uh. But it was basically something that was open outside of movie studios where celebrities would get out and then wolf out, wolf down hot dogs. And the family built the current building on La Brea, but they have, like, a bunch of expanded locations everywhere now. Oh, well, we've only been to that one before, so. Well, yeah, and that's, like, the one you go to, because the yeah. restaurant is like, kind of shitty. Like, I went to the Knott's Berry Farm one, and it was a big line for no goddamn reason. Ugh. Which is, like, what I imagine Voodoo Donuts are like here in Los Angeles. Like, it's not the same as Port. Uh, <laughs> I love how mad you get about the line at I Voodoo Donuts. Hate- if you're going to stand it, this is, we'll get back to Pink's, but we just were at Universal the other day, and they just opened a Voodoo Donuts there at the City Walk, and the line for the Voodoo Donuts just to get into the building to buy a box of fucking donuts was longer <laughs> than, like, some of the rides. It was, was probably disgusted. the same weight as the Simpsons ride, to be honest. I was disgusted with those people. Like, like they're, I mean, I'm, and they're cool, they're cool donuts, sure. But like, like, oh, let's go down there and let's queue up for half an hour so we can walk around. And then you got to walk around with a box of donuts like a jackass. I was upset. I was upset with that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's you're saying the other locations are kind of like that, like the kind of yeah. Like, that they they suffer that same thing that LA has with a lot of places, which the worst one is uh, In and Out, where everyone once ev- there's so many locations, it doesn't fucking matter anymore. But it's still there's so many locations, but there's still like people will wait in line for an egregious amount of time to get food where you can just there's other places to go oh yeah and like the original location everybody acts like is busy all the time but i've taken you and it's yeah, shockingly it, it, not it that took us bad like 20 minutes total to get our food today like, and it was it was like every time i go it's at like peak bar time yeah at two in the morning well, when do they open anyway are they open all day too they're open pretty much all day i've never seen this place in the light of day <laughs> i that's usually the only time i see it uh, just because I like to go to things when I don't have to deal with anyone, and those times are usually uh, 1 p.m. or, like, 3 a.m. Yeah. Uh, and as comics, we exist at, like, a th- exclusively 3 a.m. dinner time. Yeah. Because, like, that's after shows and after mics, and after a while, you can't keep looking at each other and saying, how about McDonald's? Yeah. And so you kind of start to venture out, and L.A. has this insane food scene that exists in the late night yes like most of koreatown most of those korean barbecue places are 24 hours that's true and like i can give you the names but i'll sound racist if i do because you won't be able to pronounce them right or because they have racial slurs in the name oh because they all (laughs) you don't know that all korean restaurants in los angeles are the n-word 
Um, I don't. I don't read. I can't read Korean, so I didn't know that. No, uh, because I would sound racist because I shouldn't even try pronouncing it. Because oh, little, well, that wouldn't make you sound racist. It would just make you sound ignorant. Very Korean. Actually, yeah, that's, true. that's <laughs> the better. That's the better wording. These are very Korean restaurants, though. It's not like um, some place where it has like some English translated name where it's just like Sun Moon Garden Rooster. Yeah. Like they're legitimately delicious yeah. Korean places. Um, God, what's that name of that Thai place that's open until like four in the morning? Ruin Pear. Uh, have we been to that one? I don't think so. I haven't taken you there, but it's on my list, along with Tai Tai. We have been to many swingers, yes. which is open until 4 a.m., and I have so many uh, late-night, early-morning memories with swingers that I just get a hangover when I walk in. Yeah, swingers is a swanky diner that has a few locations all over... Uh the city and it is a that is a one that I learned about after a friend I was doing a friend's show and he's like oh we're going over here and I was like oh places are still open it was like one of the first times I remember being like oh yeah you could go to places that aren't fast food after a certain amount and swingers is like surprise like shockingly healthy is it because I never I was barely they have like this to... big vegan menu so I oh. always get like their vegan chorizo and vegan eggs whenever I'm drunk because then I won't sense. want to throw it up the next day yeah because the last time I went to Swingers was with you at four in the morning and you were half asleep at the table and you just kept mumbling to each other. And the time before that was the one time Jeff drank in his whole life. Oh, <laughs> uh, so that would be after the PUI at the Hollywood Hotel when Jeff May had a whole, whole hard time just being a person. Yeah, when he stuck his face in that toilet yeah. and almost knocked me down a flight of stairs. We went to Swingers afterwards to celebrate survival and he woke up like super cheerful and energetic. Wait, so you and went in not, the morning, not the night of. Cause well, he was like early in the morning. Because yeah. he went early, early in the morning. Because he, he rose up shockingly early for a human being that had spent all From night the ashes he rose. <laughs> from actual ashes and yeah. just vomit and Adam's floor. Uh, and oh. he headbutt Adam's lamp like three different times. So we woke up like stunningly early and we went to Swingers. And Adam and Jeff, who had spent the entire night just drunk messes, we're just like fresh as a bird and I was this sober accompaniment right and I was just face down on the table just softly moaning in pain Aww. all breakfast oh no what but they were there for us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that was swingers that was swingers it all diners kind of have like a this is where I became a comedian and developed like a camaraderie with friends and relationships coral like, cafe coral cafe yeah uh, much that brunch for all Unpops listeners, if you want to watch where me, Jeff, and Quincy all became friends and developed like this strong bond, it's Coral Cafe in Burbank, where nice. after every mic, the mic that you and I host together now on Tuesdays, yep. uh, we would get out and at 3 a.m. we would take an entire room of this diner for ourselves and just fill it with like 20, 30 comedians or whoever was left over yeah. and just be a shouting, ridiculous, stupid mess. Until until an off-duty or on-duty cop walks through, which happens <laughs> almost every time I've been there. A cop has been there for a late-night snack, and, uh, yeah. Every single time, and then me and Quincy are quiet, and then Jeff is just, always says some, always said something ridiculous, just kind of like, Ugh. Thank you for your service, officer. Is that a Jeff impression? Uh, eh, let's, let's say no. Let's say it wasn't, because I, I, I started trying to, and I wasn't A better confident. Jeff impression would be if you just ate 12 eggs. I, not that, I don't commit to my bits that hard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Coral Cafe is open 24 hours, and it's kind of where I developed that camaraderie, and I met all of my friends. Oh, yeah. And even though there are better diners, so much closer. Like mm. Fred 62, uh, a yeah. much better 
Those mac and 20, cheese balls are lit. Fried mac and cheese balls and punk tarts, which are basically just pop tarts with the word pop turned into punk. I got a burp. Punk tarts? Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, man. We can edit that out, right? I don't know. I think it's going to get forgotten. Punk tarts. They're like pop tarts, but they make them fresh, and it's like super cool. And they don't. And they they're down. They're I down. make fun of what I love. They want to tear down the establishment. Punk tarts. Anti-fascist. Tar- I am not good I'm letting you for just, jokes. No, I was gonna let late. you just uh, finish that one. I wasn't gonna save you. No. Anti-fascist. What? No. Right. <laughs> I was trying to make an anti-fascist pun with pop tarts, and I shouldn't have. It's tough. I bit off more than I can chew. Because oh, we're talking, food. About, talking food. about food. <laughs> oh, man. This is terrible. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, diners. Yeah, those are some good diners. Uh, we have, well, of course, we have Harry's down the street here, but you hate that place. I don't hate Harry's. <laughs> I just, stop saying I hate Harry's, and All also right. don't tell people where we live. Uh, they don't know what Harry's is. I know, but they'll find a Harry. Okay. Uh, we'll edit that out, too, along with the burp. No, we're not. It's staying. <laughs> Uh, I don't hate Harry's. It's just every time I go to Harry's, it's too late for me to enjoy food. Yeah. Because Harry's is the last option always. Yeah. It's like everything else is either too far or too closed. And it's like, well, we know that that exists. It's kind of like uh, any movie where uh, where uh, someone's like wanting to, they're like, you got to get out of your funk. You got to you gotta live life. It's like, no, I just want to go to the same bar until I die. I it's just want to go to Applebee's and hit on the waitress. Yes. Except I never get waffles at Harry's. I get fucking BLTs and Fruit Loops. Yeah, that's with no yeah. teas because fuck tomato. Yeah, you just get a bacon, lettuce, and cereal. Which I remember you. I remember it's that early morning dinner of champions. Yeah, at like at like like twelve oh one. Very early morning. I don't know. There's just. I think we wouldn't have gotten to know each other as well as we did if it wasn't for all of those late night foods. Oh yeah, that's just when your guards let down and. Mm. You start talking about something weird that happened in the third grade years back. Yeah. <laughs> we mean to ask you, what did happen in the third grade all those years back? Uh, I wore a <laughs> Halloween costume on a day it wasn't Halloween, and I cried until my mom took me home. Aww. I was Princess Amidala, and my teacher just thought I was Oriental doll. She um, said yeah, the word Oriental. Yeah, yeah Oriental. <laughs> so this, you went, to, you went to third grade in 1956, right? <laughs> yeah, everybody had like a transcontinental accent, even though it was the 20s. <laughs> Oriental, and then uh, the, you come back as Mace Windu, like, oh, he's got a colored doll. It's, uh, it's all fun. Oriental doll makes more... Well, what are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of the 20s, there are actually several 24-hour establishments now that actually started in the 20s in Los Angeles that are basically landmarks. One is a landmark, actually. Which one? The Pantry. I have, have not been. been the Pantry. The Pantry is... Uh, do you know that scene in Knocked Up? Where curly headed guy whose name I can't remember, Seth Rogen. Uh, <laughs> Literally the most famous comedic actor in the world. <laughs> What's that curly headed guy's name? <laughs> What's that curly headed guy's name with the laugh and he was the blue blob in Monsters vs. Aliens? <laughs> he was Paul and Paul? Yeah! <laughs> uh, he was telling his dad that he knocked up that lady and knocked up yeah. at the pantry. Oh, okay. The pantry was founded in 1924, and their claim to fame is two things. One is that they have never closed and never not served a customer since 1924, even when they briefly 
had to close part of the restaurant in the 50s because they were building an on-ramp through it. Oh, Jesus. But wait, they've never closed, like, they don't, they've 24-7 for years? 24-7 since 1924. So they've never had to fix anything or... They've had to fix stuff, but they've, like, still managed to stay open oh, in wow. some capacity. And they actually stopped serving free coffee in 2011, which makes me real sad. Oh, wow. Um, but they used to have free coffee, like, all the time. And this is their other thing, that they serve more coleslaw than anyone at all hours of the day, even if you want it with breakfast. So they just, pretty much anything you order, it comes with coleslaw. If you want. Their thing oh, is just want. like, we never deny you coleslaw. Is that, was that a problem for other places? I don't know. Maybe some places won't let you have coleslaw <laughs> with your eggs. But their thing is, we never deny you coleslaw. I wanted coleslaw with my avocado toast, but they wouldn't give it to me. Two stars. But the pantry. Yeah. They're always it, there They'll for always you. slang that slaw. Uh, their bows are always like, we go through a lot of bread and we'll never deny you coleslaw. And it's just kind of. I mean, if you ever want coleslaw, it's six in the morning. Yeah. I mean, if you want to participate in one of the longest-running uh, restaurants that's never shut down for any reason, go there. Even when an on-ramp was built through part of it. Uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. No, it doesn't go through the middle. Like, they had to close half. Well, I assume they, they like... go through the middle. <laughs> that would be difficult. Just, there's, like, a bunch of people just, like, constructing through the middle of the restaurant to throw orders over them. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, the other place, and the history behind this is adorable, mm. is the Pacific Dining Car. Yes, I know this one. So the Pacific Dining Car, which I very much want to take you to, if you want a steak at 5 in the morning, or if you want lobster at 2 a.m., there's one place in L.A. you could go, and it's the Pacific Dining Car. And it's part car. of a train. <laughs> and it's part of, well, actually, not really. Well, it looks like it. It looks like it, kind of. So it was founded in 1921 by Fred and Grace. Grace was known as Lovey, and she was like... They were like the typical cute American couple, like he wanted to start a restaurant, she was good at making pies. Uh, they, this was like in the height of the red car era, mm -hmm. uh, kind of like before the real parts of Roger Rabbit happened where the public transport went away forever. The red car, you see? The red car, taking about Cloverleaf Corporations. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Bob Hoskins. Love you, Bob. <laughs> really, what a quirky, zany chub chub. Love I it. I love him. Uh, and what was it? Red car. Red car. So he wanted to have one of those red cars built as the restaurant, but he found that the actual dining cars were a little bit too cramped, so they had somebody build him a custom red car. Oh, yeah. So that one was built just for them so they could fit a little bit more people. And it was originally, like, built into this cute fig tree, and then they decided whenever they had to move, because it was built on actual working wheels, they would just pick it up and move it to a different location in Los Angeles. Quite a literal Meals on Wheels situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no? You have the candy cigar, too. <laughs> 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 Groucho Marx, we're tired. Yeah. Um, is that Groucho Marx that did the thing with the puns and the cigarette and the glasses and the goyim? And the goyim? I just I just realized I sounded like the Jewish pro sounding professor. Well, the thing the with the guy with the mustache and the, <laughs> the glasses flavin. and the flavin and the duck soupin <laughs> and the glavin. Yeah, that's that guy. That's that guy. Um, yeah, but that, so it's an actual replica, like a, a, a more roomy replica of an actual public transit uh, red, uh, car. Red, red car. But it was so that they could move it around. Although the location that they landed in, which is the current one, which is on 6th and... I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, is where they ended up staying. It's right by Harry's. <laughs> For a second, you almost convinced me of it. Even no, though I'm I throwing know off. I'm throwing off the listener to so they don't know what's going on. 
for one second, I was just kind of like, is it 20 minutes closer than I know it actually is? <laughs> no, never. No, but they serve, like, kind of that uh, continental dining, lobster, shrimp, steak kind of fare. Yeah. 24 hours. Yeah, something you would get on a long train ride somewhere, like in a dining car of a train. It definitely has a transporting you kind of feeling. Yeah. It's one of those places where it does feel a little bit more special in yeah. Los Angeles. Definitely. And it's one of those great, like, late night, I want to take someone on a date. Yeah. And, like, hey, because there's something to be said, and I think I've told you this before, I always feel like the I show everybody things places, and yes. that's, like, my back You show everybody life. things places. <laughs> Fix my sentence. I'm sorry. Uh, you show everyone stuff, and they don't show you stuff as much because you're the one that brings. You are the one who brings. I'm the candy man, and no one's got candy for the candy man. That's true. <laughs> Sad. Uh, I think that's one of the cool things about this podcast is that people are kind of coming out of the woodwork and showing me places that I still haven't seen. Yeah. This one is mo this episode in particular uh, where I just come on and go, yeah, I've been to some of these places. <laughs> definitely. You've taken me places. No, I have. Uh, uh, well, where was that one place we went to? You said Thai food earlier because we went to that one place from Jonathan Gold's documentary. Uh, uh, Night Market Night Song. Market Song. Which they're not is, open late, but they're phenomenal. They're open pretty late. They're we, open. We they're were there not like, quite 2 a.m. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Though. Well, then we'll not talk about it, I guess. No, I mean, still, they're fucking delicious. Yeah, very good. Uh, but that, that could be another episode of, of good... We uh, could do an entire episode of Thai food just because it's my favorite food on the planet. Yeah. I always want Thai food. I never not want Thai food at any given moment. Yes. I could be eating something and I could be thinking about Thai food. Yeah. Especially that place where our orders were so good that the people next to us were like, "Oh, we're gonna half order over leaning yeah. over our table, just like what'd what you that? get? I'm drunk. What'd you get?" But that place, uh, that was the voodoo donuts of Thai food restaurants, though, <laughs> in terms of how long it took us to get a goddamn table there. Oh yeah, we were intentionally <laughs> elbowing people out. Yeah, it felt good with our glasses of wine, and we were just at our most feral and well, they starving. Had, they had like the worst sign up, like they had the worst wait list thing possible. Like the wait list was literally. Like a phone book on the wall where you'd go and you'd write your name and phone number down, and then somebody would come by and and like there's just anybody could scratch names off. Like nobody was controlling this. List. I could have scratched someone's name so off and people. then put like Bart Simpson style. Yeah. Seymour Butts. Yeah. Or uh, alcoholic. <laughs> Table for alcoholic. Is there an alcoholic here? Uh, that's my Jeff May. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff May is Moses like. But then the guy would just call, he would call, he would go, he'd yell at once, he'd call the phone number on there, and then if nobody answered, he'd just scratch it off. And then people would come in and be like, oh, I missed your call. Like, it was a mess. It was a, it was a goddamn zoo, but it was fantastic food. It was worth the zoo. And the best $18 beer I've ever bought in my life. <laughs> their booze is shockingly expensive, yes. but their larb is well priced. The larb was amazing. Don't drink alcohol if you go there. But that's not a late night place anyway, so who gives a shit? We, just we were there at like 11. We were there at like 11. That's pretty late. Yeah, I know. But we're Most talking, people are asleep by then. We're talking like the 2 a.m., 4 a.m. street hot dog oh, yeah. kind of thing. No, you don't talk. Yeah, that's that's the one part we totally hasn't talked about except street a little bit. Street food. Street food in L.A. is probably the best thing. Like any part of the city where they know a bunch of bars are going to be letting out or if there's an event going on at the Palladium or at the Coliseum. It just smells great. You walk out and every corner has usually a hot dog vendor. Sometimes there's other stuff going on, but it's usually a hot dog thing and uh, it's just, it's just, you just, just thick, greasy frying uh, carts with just like a ton of toppings. They're all just jerry-rigged together. Jerry-rigged together. They shouldn't even, 
Like, they should not be able to bear any load whatsoever, but somehow it works perfectly for cooking multiple food items at once. And it's just a once. sweet old lady feeding thousands of drunks. It's usually, like, it's usually, like, a lady and her family. Like, there's, like, yeah. two kids that are, like, running around doing whatever, and there's, like, three chairs set up in front of it. So, it's, like, if you want to sit down and eat, there's, you have one in three chances of getting down there. Um, my first experience with that was when I used to... <laughs> Back when I was like 18 and 19, I used to go to Electric Daisy Carnival when it was in LA. <laughs> You're so cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm very cool. I wish we could have all been uh, in, a, in a Catholic high school, but uh, unfortunately, hey! <laughs> <laughs> I was living life, Vanessa. Um, and we would get out at like 4 a.m. from the Coliseum, and every single, like, and there's like thousands of people there, and like, there's like a hundred carts out on there, like, just ready to go, like, I can't imagine bracing myself for that uh, amount of drunk, insane people coming to buy food from me, especially that late at night. Like, they have some balls to go out. Like, I'm going to go on this dark corner and sell I'm gonna food sell to anybody. I'm going to sell hot dogs to a young man on too much molly. Yeah, like some young white dude trying to impress his girlfriend or whatever. Like, it's just going to be terrifying. But well, they get through it, and they make a, I bet they make a shitload of money. They make, a, they make a good amount of money. There is that issue and I always get like shit on whenever I talk about this but whenever somebody talks about gentrification yeah, and there's always like some, well, halfway there's always, through the episode we haven't brought up gentrification yet I'm excited let's do it <laughs> well there's always like some shit food truck and not like an actual food truck but like way too expensive high-end food where it's, where it's like it's a lobster grilled cheese and it's fucking $40 yeah. and 40 <laughs> Okay, is that not real? far off, but there was an $18 one outside of a convention, and it was the tiniest lobster grilled cheese yeah, with, like, a whisper of lobster. Th- th- yeah, a nuance of lobster. And it's always parked next to these, and I'm just kind of like, all right, I know you're drunk, <laughs> but it tastes way better for an eighth of the cost if you just buy it from this lady who's just trying to feed her yeah. family. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. and uh, the... As opposed to, like, sterling can. Go. Ver- go. I was trying to make up a white last name, but I don't know any. You could just use mine. <laughs> <laughs> Sterling Anderson would have worked perfectly. As opposed to like Sterling Anderson, who quit his law school dreams to, to, to start an overpriced he, food truck because he watched Chef. Yeah, he. I was gonna say yeah, he watched Chef. He's like, man, I could be cool like John Favreau. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do. What do I know? I know how to make grilled cheese. I can't really cook, so I'll just make fancy grilled cheese with spe- expensive ingredients and uh, sell it for twelve dollars a sandwich. When honest to God few things are more perfect than a grilled uh, bacon-wrapped hot dog cooked uh, on a surface that has not been washed in Oh, no, that's part of the charm, is that it hasn't been washed in a decade. So and you a just seared get... jalapeno that wakes you right up. Oh, yeah. And you get you get just uh, remnants of thousands of hot dogs past they, traveling. It's like it's like a whole genealogy of hot dogs in your mouth at once. It's Where you great. bite it, and you can just like see her as a young girl oh, yeah. putting the first hot dog on the grill. In sepia. Like it's the end of Ratatouille. Yes. <laughs> It's all in sepia tone, and it's, like, kind of crinkling a little bit because the film stock isn't good anymore. And you're like, ah, oh, generations of love have been put into this, and generations of filth have been left on it to burn steadily and give that amazing smell for what I'm fucking drunk off my ass outside of some bar in Silver Lake. It's great. I actually stopped a fight with one of those hot dogs once. You stopped a fight or started a fight? Stopped. Okay. I stopped this one. How did you? How did, uh, how did this come about? Do was, I know this story? I don't know. It was two gentlemen. It was when uh, me and Quincy and Name eternally drop. late Figgles. Oh, hashtag uh, Figgles. <laughs> we all went dancing one night at the shortstop, and I was waiting for my Uber after they both took off, and two guys outside 
started getting into like a not like an aggressive shoving match, but like something was about to start. Yeah. And I was drunk enough to be brave to like do that like hands out like oh okay. So I got this. Don't worry. I'm like five seven. I got this. <laughs> I'm five two. Uh, well, you know, I just threw out a number. <laughs> I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm five two. I got this. And edit that in post. <laughs> <laughs> As they were, I was I was drunk and like. Trying to be like, hey, we were all partying. Tonight's great. I don't know who you people are, but let's, let's not all just get a right hot dog, man. I, that's what I did. I was ha! like, how about I buy you Fucking all? Fucking loser. <laughs> Why am I the loser? <laughs> I was just like, I'll buy you guys a hot dog. Yeah. You know, you can't get mad when you got a hot dog in your hand. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's hard to be. It's hard to be angry when you're eating a hot dog, especially a street hot dog. Or a pink's hot dog. Or a pink's hot dog, like the ones we just ate. Uh. Your next order should either be a Huel Hauser. Now, which one's the Huel? I know who Huel Hauser is. He's California's gold. Yeah. Well, he was California's gold. Now he's dead. But... I believe that's a two hot dog one. Oh, well, I had bad experience with that before. Yeah, but it won't have, like, a can's worth of beans on okay, it. Okay, that's good. I think that's what did me in. Uh, I'm trying to remember the particularly, oh, the particularly messy hot dog is the Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. What are you doing? Hugh Hauser. Doing Rosie O'Donnell. Just saying the name. Is Part of California's gold. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> you said Hugh Hauser. I can't not do the voice. What's the Rosie O'Donnell? And why is it particularly messy? I, I feel like remember. that's mean. I just know it's messy because it's what she liked to order. Because if it's named after them, it's not like a flavor combination like theirs. It's was it got what like they just, ordered. Was it just got like like just. Just gunk slopped all over it. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell is not. I didn't say she. I'm just saying you said it's messy and you don't know what's in it. I'm trying no, to figure I know, it out. No, it's like chili. Oh yeah. There's like chili and cheese and other toppings that are too much, and I know this because every time I go, I have to form a trough with my spoon uh, in it and yeah. then just eat out the middle part. So it ceases to be a hot dog, and now it is a, a bread it's bowl. It's just a vessel. Yeah, it's a vessel for a hot dog porridge <clears> inside. <throat> Right? Hot dog porridge? <laughs> uh, sorry, hot dog porridge made me think of that one Fred Durst song. Wait, is it Fred Durst? Oh, you're thinking of uh, hot dog water. It's Fred Durst, right? Limp Biscuit? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not confusing him for the murderer. No, that's Bob Durst. Right. Robert I, Durst. I mix them up all the time. They're emotionally very similar, I think. They both just have dead eyes and keep burping, I did it under my breath. And they both did it all for the nookie. <laughs> Bob Durst. Bob Durst did it all Killed for the Killed everyone for the, the nookie. nookie. So you can take that cookie and stick it up your... I'm going to murder you. <laughs> so yeah, so Bob Durst is the murderer. Fred Durst is the murderer of uh, of your ears. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I'll come up with a better mnemonic device for you later. Thank you. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, this next place... Uh, yeah, let's get back on track here. <laughs> <laughs> this next place... Uh, I am going to have its own episode four. Ooh, but this will be a tease. With, it's going to be a tease, but it's also like the epitome of late night L.A. food tourism. Uh-huh. Uh, and where you even got to have your own celebrity sighting. Yeah, but nobody cares about that. <laughs> Someone might. One listener might. Maybe. If one person's happy, then yeah. Is Cantor's Delicatessen. Cantor's Delicatessen. Very good food. Few things make me as happy. Did you just hear a scream in the distance? I did. This is the second podcast I've where had someone's screaming. where something happened in the distance and me and the guest were worried first, like a smidge. Oh, you're just assuming I was worried? No, I, I, I know where we are. This is fine. 
Anyways. They sound like they got it under control. <laughs> okay, so Candra's Delicatessen. Yes. It's 24 hours. One of my favorite things in the world is they always give you the best half dill, half sour pickles for free at your table. And we all know you're a real slut for pickles. I'm a big old pickle slut. Yeah. I'm a big old pickle slut. Yeah, say it again. <laughs> pickle slut. Uh. <laughs> Actually, do we have pickles at home? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to be so fucking sad if we You were supposed to get pickles. That's a Frisky Dingo one. Yes, it is. Um, You're the only guest I have on that likes that does show. Frisky Dingo with me that doesn't get mad. Adam's still mad about the DeQuil for President thing, by the way. That's because he takes list cast too seriously. <laughs> Shots fired. We're going to edit that in post? Uh, probably. Edit that in post? Probably. Adam, I like you if you're listening. I'm sorry, I like you a lot. <laughs> he says as he takes a sip of his drink of confidence. <laughs> um, so, Cantor's has existed fucking ever but it's open 24 hours it's this great jewish delicatessen and you've actually seen canters in curb your enthusiasm mad men uh swingers wait larry david went to canters larry Do david tell. went to canters <laughs> delicatessen that you can't even pronounce unless you're like using a larry david voice <laughs> that's your larry david kind of or is that your jeff may that's my larry david <laughs> do they sound the same nope uh no, I've actually... I don't, have I heard Larry David speak? Yeah, as Steinbrenner on... Yeah. I haven't seen Curve of Your Enthusiasm before. Oh, I the know. internet's going to be mad at you. I'm going to watch Have you seen The Wire? No. Have you seen Breaking Bad? No. you got to watch all these shows right now before we can even have a conversation. That's, that's my impression of the internet. So tell the people who you saw at Cantor's. Professional skateboarder Jerry Sue. Who's that? I don't know. Professional skateboarder who rides for Enjoy Skateboards. Uh, he was just hanging out there when we were eating there last time. Uh, it was very cool because it's a, it's a hotbed. People who go there. The... Yeah, I saw Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher when Ooh. I went once. Uh, noted uh, comedians. Noted comedians who I fangirled over. Yes. Uh, every every time I've ever gone to Candy's Late Night, I've seen someone I've been in awe of at some point. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, and that's kind of a legendary spot. It's been uh, around for a long time, and I think, especially in Hollywood, uh, there's there's definitely uh, people gravitate towards that place for sure. Industry people, musicians, musicians. Like this room where you can have comedy or you have music playing. Oh yeah, they they do have that open mic that I've never been to. <laughs> Want to do that room. one sometime? I mean, I'll go for you know they got some they have great cocktails there. I'll go get a drink there and then Kansas bomb. Candace does for five have minutes. a mean cocktail if you ever want to get like a matzo ball soup and something strong. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That sounds good. Uh, yeah, what did we get? I got some kind of uh, insane sandwich there when we went. Oh yeah, you got the Matt special. Matt special. The Matt special is one of my favorite things in the world because there's no better thing to absorb the poison in your body after you've been drinking. Then grilled challah bread. Yes. Coleslaw. Oh, yeah. Slaw it up. turkey. Uh, pastrami if you want to add it. And mm-hmm. I think, like, melted cheese. Oh, yeah. No, that was good. And keep in mind, uh, a listener out there, all of these places we're talking about are places that when me and Vanessa have gone, I've just been three sheets to the wind and she's just dealing with me. So <laughs> she's she's uh, ranking these based on how quickly they sober me up <laughs> and how good the food is. And Cantor's is great on both parts. But... Also, all of these places are kind of great when you're trying to get to know someone, and especially if you're visiting Los Angeles, and you don't want to 
do the typical late night, like Mel's Diner. Well, Mel's Diner's all right. Mel's but that Diner's is, that is kind of a cliche. Well, it's right there in Hollywood. It's right and, there in the middle of Hollywood yeah. where it's just this big pain in the ass. Right by the Hollywood Museum where you could see jackets worn by random people in random movies that like you didn't really think Musical about. Like High School Musical 3, which like, is the one they advertise. Who's trying to see that? Who wants to? It's like, you know what? I mean, they got they got some of the outfits from High School Musical 3. No, no, not the first two. From the third one, though. So we should probably go in there. Anytime somebody brings up late night as the first place they go to in Los Angeles, I'm like, instead of Mel's, how about you go to the Prince in Koreatown and oh. see some of the beautiful, cool architecture in Koreatown and have the best fried chicken in Los Angeles, bar none. I want to go, I want to go back to the Prince. Anytime I go to the Prince... Uh, which is yeah, it's Korean fried, fried chicken, chicken, which is completely, completely different, different from than, fried than American fried chicken or Southern fried chicken or whatever you want to call the kind that we're used to. The Popeyes brand. It's a very like it's a brined meat, so it's, the meat is very flavorful and a really thin, crispy skin. Yeah, that was the thing I noticed. It was more, it was way less about the skin than it was about the quality of the actual meat because most fried chicken you think of like when you think of fried chicken, you're like oh. Well, like the crispy, like spicy, just eating chicken yeah, skins. yeah, just chicken skins and just leave the meat on the ground. Um, but that place makes me wish Prohibition would come back, just because it has that Prohibition vibe. <laughs> it's so cool. It's yeah. not. It's not a place that's made to look like uh, like a speakeasy, but it feels like it. Yeah. There's red leather and it's kind of sunken into the ground, so you have to go down some stairs oh, to get yeah. to it. I do like windows. a good basement menu. Basement places are it cool. It feels very cool and speakeasy, and there's like this entire Korean menu, and then the fried chicken that everybody goes for, and like mm-hmm. a really great dry martini. And for service, so let's say this is 3 a.m., and you're all just being weird and you just want to eat and drink and not talk to anyone, yeah. you push a button for service. Yeah, they that don't was bug the you cool. for any other reason. I remember I pressed the wrong person's button. I pressed the people sitting next to us button because I thought it was our button. <laughs> and and the waiter came table. by and was like, so what can I help you with? They're like, nothing, we're good. And I was like, uh, I'm the jackass who didn't know there were two. Uh, I'm the jackass that doesn't know there were two and also one can more I, Long Island. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can I also get drunker and fuck this up worse <laughs> later? It's the kind of place where you walk into and you're just like, Mad Men was clearly filmed here. And then yes. you look it up and you're like, oh, it Oh, it, it actually was, yeah. <laughs> I actually went there for the first time with a book club. And now it's been like my go-to, oh, you're trying to sleep with a girl in L.A. And you want to take her somewhere she's never been? Prince. Yeah, I can see that. That's, that's if a good... If you haven't noticed, all these places were like, I'm trying to bang Kevin. Yeah. Well, we had banged plenty before we went there. So I don't know what the holdup was on that. You know. Uh, we can edit that out too, right? <laughs> For your sake. <laughs> <laughs> People know I do butt stuff. Hey. Uh, hey. God, we're tired. Yeah, but uh, uh, I think um, uh, yeah, the Prince. Uh, uh, well, what other what other late night places have we been to recently? McDonald's. <laughs> Rock and roll McDonald's. Rock and roll McDonald's. Wesley Willis. What happened to Wesley Willis? A lot. <laughs> In a short amount of time. I feel like we should go to bed. Maybe this is where we dive in for the uh, close? <laughs> now, tell the people, if they're in Los Angeles and it's past 2 a.m., what should they look for when they're trying to have that authentic late-night experience? Depends on how much money you have. If you're broke, find a fucking hot dog cart. Go for, go to Silver Lake Echo Park. Go out by one of these you know bars, one of the, the bars that when it's letting out around 1.30. Go find an old uh, Latina woman with a cart. Get a bacon wrap hot dog. Get some peppers, some onions on it. Uh, spend like three, four dollars. That's what I would say if you're broke. If you got a lot of money, uh, I don't know. Go to the, uh, the the go to Prince. Go, go to, to Prince. Prince. Go, go to, to Prince. Pacific Dining Car. Go to well, I haven't been there yet, so I can't recommend it. But I can recommend Prince. I would say Prince uh, mostly because it's the most recent one we talked about. But 
it is also like the coolest bar that no one knows that about. nobody knows about you won't be like it's not like a place where you know tumblers found out about it so a bunch of like you know 20 somethings are there being loud and taking selfies and stuff it's very mellow uh, uh great food great bartenders uh yeah i would say go to that and where can the people find you uh, at Prince or at Hot Dog Carts all over Los Angeles. On the internet. Uh, on the internet, you can find me looking at pictures of fried chicken on Instagram. You can also find me on a podcast that I co-host with my friend Matt Brousseau. Uh It's called Bleak in Review. Uh, you can find it on iTunes and a, a wide variety of other apps. Just look for Bleak in Review. It's a fun podcast. Vanessa's been on it. We've had a good old time. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, KB Anderson Yo on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh... That's, a, that's all I want to talk about. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sleepy. And Adam Todd Brown, I'm sorry I said you take list cast too seriously. You're doing an amazing thing, and I really want to be on it again, and I had a lot of fun. <laughs> that's my plug. You biter. Good night, everybody. Wait, why aren't you plugging your stuff? Because it's my... We're on it. <laughs> plug this episode. You can listen to Take a Walk at Take a Walk. <laughs> you can rewind this podcast and listen to it again at the computer screen. Or the phone. Or the tablet. Should we end? Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs>